This is the Matters of Influence podcast, creating awareness and alignment today to become your best self tomorrow. With your hosts, Debbie Frapp and Terry Foster Nowland. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm great. And we are going to need to do more of these more often, it looks like, from some of the reviews and rankings we just looked at. Wow. I know. I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm humbled. I'm so grateful that, you know, our, our goal for starting this was to give back. And that Mm -hmm. we both felt so blessed from the training and the education and just the opportunities that we've had in the world. And we both want to make a difference and contribute. And this was our way of kind of doing that. And to see the reviews that we have, it was it was humbling. And yeah, I think we need to get busy, I think is what one of them said, get busy recording, ladies. So here we are back in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) So our commitment to you is we've got some topics lined out, which we will, I'm sure, touch on as we go through this conversation. And someone this past week, I was just sharing with Debbie, for those of you that are listening, that they said, why did you do this? Like, what brought this on? As Debbie Mm -hmm. said, we want to give back these years that we've spent learning um, we want to be able to get back to you and we want to be able to just sit down and take the conversations that Debbie and I normally have. So what you guys hear sound like Debbie and I talking on the phone <laughs> and having a conversation. Uh, we said, let's share that with everyone. So thank you for your feedback on that, everyone, sure. because that's exactly what we wanted to accomplish. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Humble. I don't know if that's one of our emotions we want to talk about today, Debbie. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, it's one that's touching my heart. So well, so our topic today, Terry, is uh, emotions matter. Yeah. So we have covered mm-hmm. um, for those of you that have said to me this past few weeks, "Hey, you mean there's more?" Yes, <laughs> we did our intro, and the first one was on cycles. Mm-hmm. The second one was transparency. The third mm-hmm. was letting go matters. Mm. The fourth was vulnerabil- vulnerability matters. And today we're tying that into emotions matter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes, there are more. This is the actual fifth other than the intro. So we wanted we, we wanted to also make sure that you guys knew that. So. Yeah, that there were some others out there. So, and you know, emotions, gosh, we talk about it all the time, right? We see it every day. It's a part of the human experience. And yet... Uh, I don't know. I, I think what we want to share today is more what can we learn from um, from our emotions? And, uh, you know, emotions, a lot of times, I think they get a bad rap sometimes, right? We, we label them. Oh, this is a good emotion. Mm-hmm. This is a bad emotion. This is a positive emotion. This is a negative emotion. And yet emotions just are. They're part of the human experience. And I loved even just thinking about the word emotion, right? E-motion. So it indicates movement and just thinking about when you're experiencing an emotion, there's movement going on, uh, whether it's inside your spirit or your heart or your gut or your head or uh, I don't know. Sometimes I guess we can get angry enough where we feel it in other parts of our bodies, right? And, <laughs> you know, a yes. few, few times yes. I think it's ventured down other places. So, yes. um, but, you know, just to, so we would, we just want to talk about this, you know, this idea around emotions and then what, what are they? And, and even, you know, towards the end of this, we're going to kind of highlight maybe some of those that do get the bad rap and what can we learn from those? Yeah. Emotions are created. 
Mm-hmm. Reactions are learned. Emotions are created and reactions are learned. And Debbie and I mm-hmm. were just going over a couple, couple of analogies uh, before we started the recording. And the simplest one for us is to say, you know, as a child, you don't know that when you touch the stove, you're going to get burned. That's until right. you touch it and you have a reaction and that reaction when you feel the pain and you know that it's hot you pull away from it so um you know we've got to have the emotion Ooh, i've got to touch that Ooh, i've got to see what that right. feels like sure to understand where it's going to take us sure right and well, then debbie you mm-hmm. had one about traffic <laughs> well you know yeah traffic is uh, uh I, w- I was driving the other day and uh I I was driving on a road that is not, it's not one of my favorites, let's put it that way. And there were, along this short drive, I say short, it it was a couple of hours, and I had three different trucks pull out in front of me. Uh Oh, oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, it was a little tempting to like salute them, right? I mean, I'm just being authentic (laughs) here. Absolutely. And, And maybe say a few choice words. And what I realized is like, man, that... Like that generated an emotion in me. And uh, we're going to talk in our next podcast about how I became kind of, I, I viewed that whole situation through a filter of victim. And yet, if we can learn from, man, what was that? What did that respond in me? Like, how did that, uh, what was that reaction that I had? Um, then we can learn to do something different and filter it in a different way to where I'm just like, oh, okay. So. Maybe. Mm. What about what about the people that are out there and they just go through that particular scenario like you just did? Mm-hmm. And it was just an event that happened and they go on their way and they learn nothing from it. Can, mm-hmm. I mean, can that really happen? I mean, can you sure. just go through life and go, yep. that person cut me off and you don't. I mean, you've got the awareness to go. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Where was where was my DNA and all that, right? Well, exactly. And I think that's part of it, Terry, is that so many of us, um, we just we're going through life and we're not even awake. Mm. And I think that, you know, what we're talking about here is is an awakening of some kind. And I don't I don't know how you want to view that word. I mean, it's some people may say, oh, that's kind of, you know, hokey or 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 something. But it's it's true. It's our, we have we have these incredible messages that are being sent to us all the time as a human being going through this human experience that we have. And sometimes we're just not awake to it. And if we can wake up and go, whoa, what was that? What can that teach me? Oh, my gosh, it changes your whole world. And well, it becomes enhanced. Like, it, it be- the world... You, you begin to see the richness of the world. I mean, let, let's face it, if, you know, we, uh, some of this is through our context, right? So if we continue to view the whole world and we think, oh my gosh, this world is a horrible place to live in and people are horrible, you'll find enough evidence to support that. You just will. Um, and yet, if you believe, oh my gosh, this is a the most incredible experience that I've ever had, or I want to experience more joy, I want to experience this, and um, and and some of those other emotions have to be part of that, or you wouldn't recognize it when it was so incredible, right? If everything was just always incredible, you wouldn't, you would get, you would numb out to that, right? It's kind of like when you see something all the time and then you forget to pay attention to it. That would happen in our world as well, and, and then and that produces a blind spot for us. Sure, it does. Sure, yeah. it does. That we don't, yeah. we stop recognizing. So I think this is more about 
learning how to be awake and learning to understand what is this experience that I'm having and what can it teach me? Everything can be a teacher if we let it. Everything. And, and something that we discussed Monday, Debbie, when we were in a training class together um, around just being aware of what we are learning mm-hmm. with every individual client. Sure. It's our DNA, it's our mm-hmm. blind spot as a mm-hmm. leader. So one of the action items I put in place this past week with the help of my coach was just five moments of complete silence and stillness every day, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. where I'm at, it's there and it's mm-hmm. reflecting on specific things. What could I have learned from? Yeah. And it doesn't take more than five minutes to right. get yourself into a physical, I love that you said awakening, mm-hmm. um, because it's the context you're looking at it from and the filter sure. through you're looking at it from and how Absolutely. that can change where what you determine you'll do with that emotion when it creeps up the next time. Sure. So, right? yeah. And I think really what we're talking about here, Terry, is is about um, using the the human experience that we have to make choices. Choices mm-hmm. that give us more of what we say we want. Yeah. And that's mm. what we're talking about. Yeah. So what are the key emotions, Debbie? I mean, we can name them off and we can say fear, anger, right? Yeah. I think that yeah. would be helpful to name those. Well, I think, you know, some of the ones that, um, of course, typically what people think about with emotions, um, they, there are those that we think happy, sad, mad, glad, happy. Uh, you know, kind of those basic ones. And I think I said happy twice. Mm, what does that tell us? Um, I like being happy. Um, and, and I think we kind of, you know, like if you ask somebody uh, just, you know, off the street, hey, what are you feeling? Those would be some of the common things that we can easily name. Okay. And yet, oh my gosh, if you start looking at there's degrees of happiness. Yeah. Uh, from exuberance to joy to like, those are all degrees maybe of the emotion of happiness. Um, same thing with sadness. We could we could feel sad um, or we could feel like uh, we could feel that powerful emotion of grief, of just distraught and mm-hmm. even depression, right? So all of these basic emotions have degrees that we can, that we can look at. And the more familiar we get with those different emotional labels, I think um, it, it helps us to where we're not just giving a basic, you know, using one of the six uh, key emotions to do that. Um, I, I loved it recently. I've had, I've had the wonderful experience of uh, spending time with my young grandchildren, one seven and one is four, the other one's two, so we're not quite there with some of these conversations. But what I loved about that is how expressive they are in their emotions right now. You know, you were using the analogy of the stove earlier. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've probably seen this in your grandkids too, Terry, in that they, they're, they've got such a curiosity and they're learning their emotions, right? Yeah. They're learning those. They're, they're learning what they mean, um, and, and we are their teachers. When I say we, I mean, not just the parents, but the, uh, the teachers in school, the other adults that are around them, we're the ones that are helping them identify what these emotions are. And I loved it. Uh, whenever I could hear my, my four year old grandson come up to me and he would say, I'm frustrated. That's kind of how he says it. Sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. Right. And yet, uh, and then when I questioned him about that, he labeled the he labeled the emotion correctly. Um, and same thing with my with my seven year old. So 
you know, how often our kids teach us so much and they, they're learning these emotions through their world of curiosity. And I think it's such an opportunity that maybe, I don't know, sometimes this adulting thing, we've, we've missed out on maybe some ways of labeling our emotions and helping identify them. And we kind of have to go back to some basic curiosity, honestly. Well, and I think another, another, um, idea around that is where are you feeling that emotion I just recently read this and it took took me back to something that I watched my granddaughter do about a week ago her tummy hurt right Mm. and when you start questioning why their tummy hurt it may not be their tummy it could be anxiety and they don't have to label label that yet that's right that's exactly right explore what does that mean? And mm-hmm. you know what? What I learned from that is I don't do that enough with myself. That's right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm feeling a, a stomach ache or I have a headache or my shoulders ache or whatever, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. And going back to this awakening and this awareness, that that's going back and reviewing what happened yesterday, what happened this morning, what right. conversation could have brought this up, what's getting ready to happen in the next few days. Yeah. And start exploring with yourself. Sure. What's sure. happening? What's yeah. happening? What am I really feeling? Where am I feeling it? Mm-hmm. And then what do I need to do about it? Yeah. What can be different? I love that. Right. I love that. And I think so this may be a good time to kind of transition that since we're talking about exploring uh, those emotions. So again, I, I said emotions are not positive or negative, good or bad, yet we label them that way, right? We think, right. oh, happy's good. So sad must be yeah. bad. Um, yeah. And no, they're they're emotions. There are they are human reactions. And the interesting thing is, if you were to look at it from a biological uh, perspective, um, an emotion triggers a chemical release in our brains, and then of course we that filters down throughout our body, right? That ex, that that's that emotion. That's the movement. So it comes. Mm-hmm. It's signaled from the chemicals in our brain. That whole process. Now this is going to kind of blow you away. So think about this. That whole process is anywhere from like 45 seconds to a minute and a half. Yeah. So after after a minute and a half, the chemical reaction of what you just experienced is gone. Mm. Now, if you're in an event, I'll I'll give a caveat here. If you're in a traumatic event... uh, that that's a whole different story. So I'm not I'm not categorizing those because that can go as, uh, on as long as the event. Okay, right. Um, and then longer. But I want you to think about this. So if the emotion of anger comes up, if you can just breathe through the first minute and a half, you may not re- then react to that emotion in the same way. Like allow yourself to experience it. Uh, and then I don't know about you, but it's just like the truck drivers yesterday, right? It's kind of like, it didn't take me long to filter through that because I've learned to pay attention to things like that. But the um, initial reaction and emotion, it's kind of like it was still there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then think about people who stay mad for like two weeks over an event. Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a choice. You know, That's the a same, choice. you know, going back to that. So take that exercise, right? Experience it. So if everybody just wrote down experience it, think how different the world would be mm. when someone said something that offended you. And instead of responding, reacting, let's go back to the react. Sure. Word, instead of reacting immediately, 
with what's welled up inside of you. Yep. What would happen if you took a minute and a half to think about it? And here's an example. When you said emotions aren't good or bad, Mm -hmm. guilt, we've got to have guilt to know right from wrong. Sure. Guilt is a needed emotion. Sure. Although we can be guilty of doing something. So we can take emotions either way. When we stop and think about it before we respond to it and analyze Mm -hmm. the good, what I learned from it, what I could have done differently, mm-hmm. then the, all the lives around us are going to be changing. Sure. If you just think sure. of your household, right? Mm-hmm. When you come home, if you just give yourself time to chill out in the car, mm-hmm. if you give yourself time to breathe a minute and a half. So here's an example. When you get, you know, when we go, when we go to training together, Debbie, we, we're taking notes. Like we're like, right. mm, ah, writing notes. And I'm already thinking implementation when I take a note. Oh my gosh, I've got to do that. I got to. I got to do that. I got to send this message off. I got to get this. Mm-hmm. I got to put action to this. Mm-hmm. How many times do you write notes to yourself or to do lists or action items, and you let that list sit? Yep. And then as the week goes on, you look at that list and the emotion around it changes, mm-hmm. and you even probably start crossing things off your list. Eh. Yeah. I can use that next sure. year. Sure. Sure. Oh, this is pretty urgent. Need to put this in place, right? Absolutely. Same thing. And I'm sure there's no one listening to this podcast (laughs) that That can relate to that. (laughs) Uh huh. That can relate to that. And sometimes some of the things that we do, some of the things that we start because we think we should to get ourselves ahead or get us wherever Mm -hmm. we need to go, wherever that may be, sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't even know what that means. Right. We're so far out ahead of ourselves, we're not prioritizing those emotions. Sure. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, guilt is our, is our moral emotion, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you've got an experience of where guilt is coming up for you, it, it really, the question that you can then ask yourself is, okay, how have I behaved in such a way that violated either who I choose to be or what I want? Mm. That's yeah. where, that's where our guilt that that's what it's telling us. So this is so this is a great opportunity, right? Is to take a look at okay, what are these emotions wanting to uh, uh, wanting to teach us? How could we learn from them? So um, even even with our kids, if we go back, right, and they said, well, I I felt bad for doing that. That may be slang for they felt guilty. So to be able to say to them, okay, so how do you hope to behave next time? What do you want to do instead, or what do you wish you would have done instead? What a great way to just kind of Mm -hmm. take that emotion and then just learn from it, right? Absolutely. And instead of create punishment around it first. Right, right. Right? What what came out of it that was good and bad? What could you have done differently? How would Mm -hmm. you have reacted differently? And sometimes they may say they wouldn't have. And that's there's, true. There's a there's a learning moment there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Mm, let's look. Let's look at. Thought. Let's look at some of these other uh, kind okay. of painful emotions that I kind of, okay. uh, since they're not good, bad, or negative, let's call them painful. All right, because they're the ones that we don't necessarily like to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, fear. Fear comes up a lot. Yeah, a, a lot. A lot. And yet, what is the what is fear actually doing? It's it's a signal to us to basically say, hey. Uh, this could be, uh, so it's about self-preservation, right? Hey, this could be dangerous. Now, 
uh, sometimes there's baggage there, okay, in which we've feared something that maybe uh, rejected us. So I, I think about uh, something, Terry, that you and I deal with all the time, people fearful to pick up the phone. Well, the phone's not going to hurt you in any way. Um, yet the experience that they might have had on the phone created rejection. And so through self-preservation, their unconscious mind is telling them, don't do that. That hurt the last time you did it. So fear yeah. is simply, it's about self-preservation. It's about providing safety, whether it's real safety or it's baggage based on a bad experience that we had. It's there for a purpose. And it may have created, for in that scenario, it may have created safety for you. Sure. Um, and, and it created an experience that's going to teach you how to handle something the next time. So if you didn't create it, like, mm-hmm. like you said, picking up the phone. It wasn't the phone. Right. It was what the phone gave them. Sure. So it was the person on the other side, right? Yeah. Gave them yeah. rejection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so what do you change so that you don't feel that rejection? I'm, well. You know, right? Because you're choosing it. Sure. You're choosing it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So there's ways where you have to look at that to just say, is that true? Did the, yeah. did the phone cause that for me? Is that true now? It might have been true at one point. There might have been a time where you picked up the phone and called somebody and you got rejected. Yet it was your choice to experience the rejection. And yet, has that happened every single time you've picked up the phone? And of course, the answer would be no, it hasn't happened every single time. So now you can look at that as though that's a story or that's a rule that you've created in your own mind. And you can make a choice to have a new rule. Yeah, our mind wants to remember the bad experience. Mm -hmm. We all do. What a great exercise. You do get Mm -hmm. rejected on the phone. As an example, you hang up and you start thinking, when was a time when that was a good call? Sure. And remember the good. Right. And then keep yourself going. And we're not talking about dialing here. (laughs) Right. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. That happened. That was bad. What, what has happened before that really was good? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we place judgment on it, right? We even place judgment on the emotion. And, and so, then we can change that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I yeah. love that. So pain, pain is one. Um, guilt. You've already you've already mentioned guilt. That's another one. Um, we've talked a little bit about anger. Yeah. Would that be one to explore? Or a- absolutely. Mm, excuse me. I lost my voice there for a second. Absolutely. Anger. The message of anger tells us that there is a violation of either our boundary or a value, mm-hmm. something that we really hold to be important to us. So when we get angry or frustrated about something, it's a clue. Okay, what just got violated? And mm-hmm. I can explore that. Exactly. So in, in an example of a value, and, and some of you have done this exercise, I'm sure, where you have actually named the things that are valuable. What is value? to you? What are value words to you? Like honesty, Mm -hmm. respect, trust, safety, those might be things that are valuable to you. And you have to understand what's valuable. And Debbie is such a master at this. uh, A lot of times, even with myself, um, to to know what did just get violated. So am I hurt right now? Because I feel that there was a boundary crossed with me of respect. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have to know how to deal with this. Look at all this self-reflection we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Huge. Right? That's huge. That's yeah. huge. So let's cover sadness. <clears throat> yeah. Sadness. 
I think we have to pay attention to the details of what sadness is telling us. And because most of the time, sadness is a cue. It's kind of, we're at 180% of what we don't want. So if we're experiencing sadness, for example, we're at the opposite of what we're looking for, of what we're wanting. Now, Mm -hmm. I do want to give a caveat to this one. Grief is, even though that's an element of sadness, um, grief has its has its own element. So I want to just kind of yeah, give that caveat. But when we're looking at sadness, <clears throat> okay, so my grandson said to me, I, I'm, I'm sad right now. What are you sad about? Well, I have no one to play with me. So that was 180 degrees that he was expressing of what he wanted. He was looking for somebody to play with his cars. Got it. Okay, so it's 180 degrees of what we're really looking for. And then we've got um, hurt. Hurt, if we ever get hurt, you know, even that expression of somebody hurt my feelings, uh, somebody hurt me, uh, we're actually helping ourselves identify how we really want to be treated. So if somebody did something to hurt you, we know that that is a way that we do not want to be treated. So then we can look at, Okay, then what is that telling me about how I do want to be treated? Mm-hmm. And then finally, anxiety. And oh. anxiety, this is usually around an action. So the feeling of anxiety usually comes up around an action that either needs to be taken, okay? Because anxiety is future-based fear. Um, yeah. And so it's telling you that there's potential danger. Uh, you could potentially be, um, you know, I always, it doesn't matter how many times I have done a training class. I always have a little bit of anxiety that kind of bubbles up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and it's just kind of telling me, okay, dad, you, you could mess up on this. And, and now I just look at it and go, you know what, if I mess up, I mess up and I'll learn something from it. So again, it's learning how to change the filter from it. Believe me, I've messed up lots of times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes anxiety is created because you have a a fear. Remember, anxiety is not excitement. Those are two different emotions. That's, exact, that's they, right. That's right. And they're felt in the same place a lot of times, right? Yep. So for me, for instance, I can feel both of those emotions in my stomach. Right. Right. Or my heart rate. Mm-hmm. Right. They, yep. They're either in my heart or my stomach, mm-hmm. most of them. Mm-hmm. And when you're in anxiety like you said it is a future paced anxiety something that is to come mm-hmm. always check yourself am i doing this to perform for myself or perform yeah. for something else or someone else sure check yourself on that emotion yeah absolutely and every we need a little bit of anxiety yeah right look at yeah. athletes oh we do we it it, yeah. it helps us to kind of it's there's a certain amount of it that's healthy right it's when it paralyzes us that it doesn't and here's just a little something as we wrap up today around anxiety if you're ever feeling anxiety because most of the time that is an emotion that we feel in our stomachs if you will take a deep breath and really breathe in from your stomach, you will actually raise where that emotion is and it releases it. You know, and this is a a great thing that they can look into, right? The box breathing technique that you and I have talked about a lot, you know. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, well, there we go, emotions. So. Emotions. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, so I, here's if you were to say if you were assigning action items just mm, really quickly, mm-hmm. what one action item would you assign to the people that are listening today? They're going to create their own, but what would you assign? I think what I would do is is take a look at these some of these what we label painful emotions: fear, anger, sadness, hurt, guilt, anxiety. Um, and and over the course of the next maybe week or two weeks, depending upon how long you you want to take a look at this with, anytime one of those emotions comes up. Kind of take a look at, okay, if this emotion means this. So, for example, if anger means a violation of boundaries or value, what boundary of value got violated? And just your awareness around when you're experiencing those emotions and, and what message is it telling you. Oh, man, the, the reflection and the insight and the growth that it can occur from that. You'll, you'll, and you'll find yourself changing uh, your environment. You'll find yourself changing the way that you respond to things because you'll know what to do about it. So that would be the action item that I would give to anybody listening to this podcast. Yeah. You know, document it, guys. Yep. Even if you don't want to call it journaling, just write out how could you have done something different, even if you take one minute a day yep. just to go, what's one thing that happened today that I got awareness around that I would like to do differently and watch how your life changes over the mm-hmm. course of the next month. Yep. Six months, years. Yeah. And, you know, make note of that. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. All right. Well, so emotions every, matter. Emotions matter. So do vulnerability, letting go, transparency, and cycles. <laughs> so don't forget to go back and listen to the ones you've missed. And thank you guys always for listening in. We know that some of you are driving in your car, sitting at your desk in your quiet time listening and you've touched our hearts by telling us that um we do hope that you'll subscribe please share with your friends i've had people say can i share this with my group my yes. my my company please share it with everybody we want everybody to learn from it and on social media sure forward it on social media mm-hmm. we don't care and um, we just pray that we just believe that you will be joining us too on our Matters of Influence Facebook page. And Debbie, you've got a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to invite you. You can go to Matters of Influence um, on Facebook and absolutely uh, send us a request to join that. We would love to um, uh, do that there. We also have mattersofinfluence.com. That's another place where you can get a link to that. And it also gives you some bio information about Terry and I, if you're interested. And we just want to invite you to rate the podcast. Um, whatever format you're listening to, it looks like the information that we've received, most of you are listening on iTunes. So you can go in and subscribe. When you do subscribe, it notifies you when there's a new one that's been released. And you can actually click the uh, review button on there and give us a review. It, it really helps give us exposure. And uh, we do read those. It, um, it's a... Uh, Uh, It warms our heart. It's definitely heartfelt. So we appreciate that. And so until next time, keep it real. Be the best you can be. Hey, Debbie, did you have a book you wanted to give them before we logged off? Uh, That's on our next podcast. Okay, cool. We'll We'll do that one. All right. Tune in. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. 